This audio is brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton. <laughs> Welcome back. Unbelievable. We're just like having a, you know, West Coast party up here in the studio. It's fantastic. Love it. Guys, listen to me very carefully. Marketing Matters is the name of the show. We pride ourselves here because this is a very important uh, sort of mechanism to bring knowledge to the people. And marketing is critical because not only is marketing an important kind of idea in the business world, but marketing matters is also a declarative statement. You can have the best product in the world if no one knows about it. Well, it doesn't matter. And of course, on the flip side, someone once said, the worst thing that can happen to a bad product is good marketing. Oh, so of course you have to have a very systematic process of segmentation, targeting, positioning, and messaging to your customers. And of course, you have to use science and data, as we were talking with our last guest, to help inform this process. I'm your host, Professor Americus Reed. I'm welcome to, I'm very excited to welcome our next guest to the program. This is Jessica Maskevich, founder and, listen to this, wait for it, chief comfort officer of Kona Benelli, creator of the Throby. Hi, Jessica. Hi, how are you? I'm doing very well. Thanks for coming on uh, the program. We should tell our listeners how we met, actually. We should. Yeah. We should. Would you like to or shall I? Why don't, why don't you go ahead and do that, Jessica? <laughs> I was, I'm a first-time listener, and I was actually listening to you on some of the on-demand um, episodes. Excellent. And I, you mentioned something about um, edutainment, mm. and that's when you educate and entertain yes. at the same time and I really like the fact that you do that and you know have that phrase and I twittered you yeah. <laughs> yes you did <laughs> and I said I really like it and then you and I got to a little chatting and uh you mentioned that I you know should call into the show and then we were like hey why don't you be on the show <laughs> <laughs> absolutely Jessica I'm so excited to and I'll, by the way listeners this just happened like in the last day so it's fantastic that <laughs> this is what I do here I do I bring such excellent knowledge and wisdom to the people and I'm super excited to do that with you Jessica and to learn more about your story and a lot of the cool stuff that you're working on so I'm extremely excited to have you on the program uh, why don't you start by kind of telling your journey I think you're an entrepreneur You've done some amazing things. We're going to get to your story, and we're going to get to Throwby and your company. Uh, but I want you to take us through the evolution of how you found these passion points and and sort of the, the things, the big picture takeaways that you've learned in your particular journey. Well, uh, one big picture takeaway that I've learned is that every one of my creations seems to start with a giant glass of wine. And <laughs> <laughs> I like your process. Let me just say that now. You know, I feel that, not feel, but I think that there are products out there that are great and there's products out there that could be better. Mm -hmm. And um, I guess, you know, according to Alan, I am the capital C of creativity with providing new and valuable. And um, sometimes I take a product that's comfortable and that we know very well and I make it better. So, Mm -hmm. you know, 2010, I I cut up my favorite bathrobe that I've had for probably 15 years. Mm-hmm. I received it at my bridal shower, and I was like, this bathrobe has to be 
has to work better for me. Mm -hmm. I get too hot, I put it on, and five minutes later, I end up taking it off. Gotcha. So I I had my giant glass of wine and my scissors, (laughs) and I cut the sleeves off, and then I proceeded to cut the bottom off. Mm -hmm. And I was like, but I'm going to want to reattach it again. (laughs) So I, you know, I took whatever I had in the house, like a stapler and duct tape, and and I, I... Put it back on together again. Wow! And I was like, I think I'm onto something here. <laughs> wow! And so you you were so basically, if I, I mean, if I'm hearing this correctly, Jessica, you are just a problem solver. Like you're like I'm out there and I'm I'm looking at things in my life and in the world around me, and yeah. you know I'm noticing these little pain points, and I'm just going to solve them. Is that is that a fair sort of way to think about it? Yes, yes, and and you know, in talking to people, there's probably eight out of ten people are problem solvers. You know, mm-hmm. they'll have a product and they'll have the solution, but they won't have the you know the next step to move forward in it, or you know how to manufacture it, how to distribute it, how to market it, all of that stuff. That's where that's where you know things kind of fall apart with with certain people that have this passion. So I decided that I was going to be the one to take it further because I really did feel like. There was a need for this out there. Interesting. Um, my mother has uh, MS, so she has a heat-related uh, multiple sclerosis. Sorry, mm-hmm. and she has a heat-related um, disorder where, when you do get overheated, it really can affect your physical being. So this bathrobe, I thought, was exactly what she needed. Right when she got hot, mm-hmm. you know, she would take off the sleeves, take off the bottom, instant cool down of the body. So mm-hmm. I, I really felt that there was certainly a need out there for comfort and convenience and health. And I was definitely wanting to take the next step. <laughs> but it's it's interesting though, Jessica, because you know th- this is not something that's trivial. I mean, you're you know you're a mom and you had a full time job, so it's like, how did you? What what what? Where was the the motivational impetus to just dive into this and to hey, yeah, I'm just going to solve this? I think it was in this. the wine. <laughs> <laughs> yes, alcohol is always sort of you know liquid uh, courage, as it were. Yes. Uh, no, I'm, I'm just kidding about that. Don't drink. <laughs> yeah, don't don't drink while you're you know cutting off you know things with scissors. That could be uh, pretty uh, pretty dangerous. Uh, but but so, so tell us about that though because I'm just you know I, I was mentioning this with uh, one of our previous guests is that, that was also has entrepreneurial kinds of uh, background. I'm just so impressed with you guys and girls and women uh, that just say I'm just going to do it. You know I'm just going to solve this thing and you know I'm, I'm not afraid of failure. I'm just going to get out there. Is that what was going through your mind and say I'm just going to basically leap out there and make this happen? Well, um, that's a good question, and a lot of it has to do with, you know, I know we mentioned previously Malcolm Gladwell, but right time, right place, um, people around you, the experience that you're able to pull in, and um, I, 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 am, I was friends, or I am friends with someone who was actually in the manufacturing business of towels and robes. So this, to me, was a no-brainer to reach out to him on a professional side, we, you know, we were personal friends, and say, listen can you help me do this? You know, can you help me create a prototype? But, you know, even though he was a close friend, there were other people around me that I just kind of went through my virtual Rolodex in my brain and online and wherever I had contacts. And I was like, who can I tap into to help make this happen? So I'm sure that we come across people in our, in our lives, in our previous jobs, in our social circles, even on our kids' baseball team mm-hmm. that may have, you know, the skills or the resources to help you move this forward or at least put you in touch with people that can. And so who was who push? So were you by yourself pushing yourself kind of like intrinsically internally or did you have – I'm assuming you had a support system around you to say, hey, you got to go for it? 
No, that was me. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. It was just you that and the wine. And yeah. <laughs> so, wow. And so, and so you're like, I'm just going to do, do this thing and, and, and yeah. sort of, you know, dive in. So how, so, so as you were like sort of coming up with the prototype, like how were you, how many iterations did that require in terms of, um, you know what I mean? Like, how, you know, cause yeah. you're doing, you're doing, mar- you have, you you are wearing all hats. You're doing marketing, you're doing logistics, you're doing sales, you're doing you know, product creation, product development, product prototyping, all of that. So t- take us through that process. I, well, I, with the bathrobe, it was one version of what I had put together with the scissor and the duct tape. And then I took that to a friend who was a seamstress, and I asked her to make a prototype. And I paid her in chocolate and flowers. <laughs> a lot of the, um, you know, work that my friends had done for me or with me was, you know, compensated by a hug or, or something like that. Mm-hmm. They just felt like they were being part of something that could potentially be bigger and they were happy to, to do it. Um, but as for, you know, how many iterations after, after that product, I had moved on to the Throby, which I'm sure we'll get to. Okay. But what was, was the, before you, before you do that, Jessica, what was that? The first product called that you, that you created? It was called the Omni Robe. The Omni Robe, okay. Yes. And it basically, it was, it was a robe, and I can, it, I, I, un, I can unzip the arms and the bottom part? Yep, and oh, it wow. turns into a sleeveless shorty. So there's four <laughs> different ways you can wear it. That's and, awesome. And believe it or not, I was at my kitchen table, and I was like, I know I have something here. I had gotten the prototype, you know, created. Mm-hmm. I ordered a small order from the manufacturer overseas, and then I sat down, and I'm like, I'm going to market the hell out of this. And I just started picking up the phone and calling places. I called Bobby Thomas from the Today Show. I called <laughs> the Hammaker Schlemmer buyer. Wow. Um, you know, just catalogs that were sitting on my counter. I'm like, they need to have this. <laughs> and it worked. It worked. I sat there and I, I had an air of confidence, whether it was, you know, true or, you know, great acting, whatever it was. <laughs> It got me through. It got you through. Uh-huh. Now, were you, were you saying, like, th- this is the PR agency for uh, for Miss Mashkiewicz on the phone. We, we need to talk to her. <laughs> were you doing, like, that kind of a thing? <laughs> uh, no, no. I, uh-huh. I played the straight, you know, I'm the creator of a product. And, and I think they appreciated that because at a certain, at that moment, they were happy to work with, you know, the innovator and the founder herself of, of this new cool product. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, um, so, and so but tell, tell me about this, Jessica. OmniRobe, what was the price point at that time? The price point was $99 oh, wow. at that time. Okay. Okay. So it was, it was definitely aimed towards, you know, a more luxury buyer, Interesting. A, a more luxury customer. Okay. And it, at that point it was a necessity because the robe was expensive to create. Mm-hmm. Um, I was ordering small sizes. It wasn't really a proven type of, you know, case yet until it hit more customers. Mm-hmm. And um, I had to market at that price in order to not lose my shirt. Gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. In order, in, yeah. o- in order to not lose the robe, as it were. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and it really did sell well when it was on the Today Show. Oh. And But those were, that was what I call a flash in the pan. Okay. Okay. My whole sample inventory sold out. Um, it got great reviews. People loved it. Hammaker Schlemmer, they loved it. Mm-hmm. You know, their customers and then and then I just changed directions because bathrobes is a is a niche type of thing. It's women's product. It's small, medium, large. Mm-hmm. It's got its challenges. And then I was like, what is there? What else can I look at that I can take and with my scissor and and make better? <laughs> That's and, right. 
And, and so you had another glass of wine and you said, so I'm, when, when did you actually start Kona Benelli? Am I saying this right, Jessica? Kona Benelli? Yes. Okay. Yes. When did you start? This Kona is the Benelli company. Was, that was when I uh, created the bathrobe. So that was in 2010. Okay. And Kona is my golden retriever. Oh. Ben is my son and Ellie is my daughter. Wow. So, there you have it. That's fantastic. Kona Benelli. Yes. That's awesome, Kona Benelli. And so this is this was the company that you created when you launched OmniRobe in 2010. Yep. And then you pivoted. You so tell us a little bit about the how you decided to to take this next step. Um, the next step was all of my inventory of the robe was done, and still being very high to, high cost to manufacture, it was it wasn't a product that that can be offered out to men, women, children of all ages. It was a very niche product. So I decided to change direction. Mm-hmm. And there was another product that I had on the back burner, which is, and now is, the Throby. The Throby. Wow. The Throby. The Throby. And, and, and what, what, what was the process of, of finding that pain point? Tell us a little bit about that story, Jessica. <laughs> <laughs> the process of that was standing outside at my son's baseball game, and everyone has like this tiny blanket that they were able to retrieve from the back of their car Mm -hmm. and they wrap it around themselves Mm -hmm. trying not to freeze to death Mm -hmm. out in the wind Mm -hmm. at the field Mm -hmm. and everyone's got like they're clutching their blanket so as not to let it fly off Mm -hmm. and your legs are uncovered and your front is exposed and and I'm like there needs to be something that's a wearable blanket front and back you know the only wearable blanket was those blankets with sleeves and that just leaves you completely naked behind Mm. it just it wasn't the solution. So there okay. was nothing out there. And I'm like, I have something. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you, you immediately went into, in, into creating this product. So how, how, what was the process by which you got to the right prototype that you, that you were happy with in, in terms of being ready for launch? Um, well, I knew that it was something similar to the robe. It would have to kind of disassemble and then reassemble because mm-hmm. I, the blanket itself is is true and tried everyone has blankets in their house and mm-hmm. no one's going to get rid of their blanket so it needed to function as a true blanket but then it needed to go that extra step and the poncho style has been you know around for very long time just regular ponchos which is a slit inside of a blanket mm-hmm and I needed to take that and leverage that and bring that into like the soft, comfortable fabric that mm. you, you know, that you have on your couch, that, that throw blanket that you grab. Mm-hmm. And there was nothing really like that. There were those, um, you know, ponchos that feel like a burlap sack. Um, you know, the ponchos that you see around Halloween time. Um, there's the rain ponchos that are like rubbery, but there was nothing that was really <laughs> something that's an everyday comfort item mm-hmm. that you can really like envelop yourself into. Interesting. Listeners, if you're just joining us, we are speaking with uh, Jessica Mashkovich. She is founder and chief comfort officer of Kona Benelli and creator of the fantastic Throby. <laughs> Uh, we, she's telling us her story. She's telling us how she had an idea to solve a problem that she thought a, a lot of other people had as well. And she created a company and did it.
And so she's taking us through this very interesting journey. If you're interested in joining the conversation and asking a question to myself or either Jessica, please feel free to give us a call at one eight four four Wharton. That's one eight four four nine four two seven eight six six. Perhaps you're you're on the cusp of wanting to start a company and you're a little bit nervous and you want to get some inspiration. Maybe you have a question for us or you have a, a sort of idea that you want to float by either Jessica or myself. Give us a call one eight four four nine four two seven eight six six. Now, Jessica, this is interesting because you it's, you you are talking us through this process of what we talk about all the time in marketing, segmentation, targeting, positioning, messaging, all that cool stuff. But you're also talking about differentiation. So you saw that there was nothing out there that had the same kind of product attributes and product the delivery of the value proposition that you had for the Throby. What was your approach to saying that? You know, once you do this, right? So obviously, markets and business don't operate in a vacuum. So you know, here's Jessica. She's the she's the chief comfort officer. She's blowing up. Okay, we see these strobies are like flying out the door. Somebody's going to copy this, right? What what was your approach to like, you know, making sure you were far enough in the game, if you will, to protect against that? Or or is there something special about what you're doing that is hard to do, or you know, very? tricky to replicate? Tell us a little bit about that thought process. That's that's actually a great question and probably one of the biggest fears of any inventor or entrepreneur or someone that has something new to market. And to be honest, you know, the lawyers are involved, the patent pendings are involved, Mm. um, the trade dress and registered trademarks. You, You know, when you're on a shoestring budget, a lot of that is somewhat out of reach. So I actually, for the robe, I wrote my own patent. I, I took oh. time, about a month, and I studied patents, and <laughs> that's what I did. Yeah. And a lot of times, as an entrepreneur, you need to jump all over this stuff and really learn your business, mm-hmm. you know, inside and out, mm-hmm. from manufacturing to speaking directly to China or to wherever your product is made in the USA or whomever, um, to knowing your books. To mm-hmm. knowing everything and trying to protect yourself and not only protect your product mm-hmm. um, from, you know, that whole people stealing it or knocking it off, but protect your assets and protect your bank account and, you know, not leap into things spontaneously. So, you know, protecting and mitigating risks and, and having um, confidentiality agreements downloaded from, <laughs> from the Internet and having my mom sign one. <laughs> like I have a new product, Mom, that I want to tell you about, but you have to sign this legal document. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Um, Let us jump to the phone lines quickly. This is Z from Texas. Z, how's it going? Hi, great uh, idea. My question is: Was she afraid, or is she having difficulty <clears throat> people selling the same product on Amazon hmm. that does not have a license? Mm. Yeah, that's a great question, and and we are very big on Amazon, and Mm. there's something on Amazon called um, brand registration, Mm -hmm. and that was something that I was on immediately, you know, to make sure that the brand is protected, Mm -hmm. and each time something pops up that looks like it's, uh, you know, my product, Mm -hmm. and I don't know the person selling it, they do get, you know, a pretty strong letter to take it down. They're not an authorized seller, so... Uh, Amazon is certainly working harder than they have been before mm-hmm. to protect people's brand, especially when you have a registered trademark brand name, mm-hmm. um, and to make sure that you know that these things don't happen. Very, very cool. Thanks for the call, Z. We appreciate that. Yeah, I think it's interesting, uh, Jessica, because they're all. I mean, I'm, I'm just so impressed with your ability to kind of like juggle all these things in your mind. There's a million oh, things. You became a guru of patent law and. 
you know, product design. You know, you've got your wine, your scissors, you're doing your thing. It's just, <laughs> it's, it's fantastic. Tell us a little bit about your approach as you built the brand, because my understanding is that uh, Kona Benelli is has a very strong kind of social impact component to it as well. So, sort of a, so talk a little bit about how that came about as well. Yeah, um, I, that, I, I think it was just, um, you know, once again, timing. And I was building the brand, building the company, and also listening to audiobooks. I start my day with like a two-mile walk with my dog and an audiobook. And, and then after I'm done reading an audiobook, I always try and make it an actionable one. So mm-hmm. I'll listen to, you know, to Malcolm Gladwell and to, to other things like um, – uh, Blake Mykoski had a book out called "Something That Do Something That Matters," mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it was really about social enterprises that now take for-profit for businesses and and they add an extra layer by giving back. And he's got the buy one give one shoes. And as I was reading this, I'm like, you know, I at, at the same time I was picking up my daughter to go to an animal shelter to donate blankets and supplies Mm -hmm. and when we were at the animal shelter i noticed that they had very little blankets there you know and i'm like wow i'm a blanket company and i'm just got done reading this book listening Uh, to this book mm -hmm. and i'm like i could do something so it, it really kind of it was all the right timing and the right circumstance and at that moment i just felt so emotionally compelled to try and give back and it's it's hard to to just you know sell your house and give it all to the animal shelter. Mm-hmm. So there had to have been mm-hmm. something that would sustain the giving. And that really was my for-profit side of the business. Very, very cool. And do you think that makes a difference for your customers, the fact that there is that piece of the DNA there, Jessica? Oh, my gosh. I, I think that that was such a wonderful component, such a wonderful layer, mm-hmm. because it really differentiates and, and takes the uh, the product itself and really turns it into something where, the customer feels like they're not only getting a, a great throby, they're actually doing something to help make a difference. And I do my best to, to post pictures of the shelter dogs that we've given blankets to. And we've given over 20,000 blankets across the nation to, to dogs in need, to shelter dogs. That, and, you uh-huh. know, I, <laughs> I try and make sure that my customers see that. And as a result of your purchases, you know, your comfort that you're feeling from your Throby mm-hmm. is also, you know, comforting a shelter dog in, in a different way with a shelter blanket. That's fantastic. Jessica Matchkovich, thank you so much for being with us tonight. Oh, thank you. Excellent. Listeners, you can find Jessica online at conabenelli.com or follow her and the fantastic things they're doing on Twitter at K-O-N-A-B-E-N-E-L-L-I-E. That's it for our show today. I want to thank our wonderful guests, Joshua March of Converse Social, Anastasia Pochitsova Ghosh of the University of Arizona, Alan Gannett of Track Maven, and of course, Jessica Mashkovich of the Throby. I would be remiss if I didn't shout out and give props to our new audio engineer, Jeff Simmons. Welcome to the team, sir. We appreciate you. And of course, the lovely, the talented ninja producer extraordinaire, Michelle, always making it happen. Stucker, without them, there is no show, and they make it a total fun-filled laugh fest to do this. Boom. <laughs> And thank you for listening. If you want to reach out after the show, feel free to email us at bizradio at SiriusXM.com. You can also follow... Uh-oh. I hear a little bit of the Matrix coming on. I'm getting excited. Follow us on Twitter for sure. Follow your boy AR, the Ayatollah of Rock and Rolla on Twitter at A-M-R-E-E-D-2. Check me out on the web, AmericasReed.com. We'll see you next time on SiriusXM 111. 
For more guest interviews, check out our Wharton Business Radio Highlights podcast on iTunes and Google Play. Thank you.